Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams. And I'm Hunter Jacobs. And you're listening to the Hootball Nets Podcast. So, uh, yeah, today we're going to go over the Nets' last four games, hand out another Brooklyn Baller of the Week, and talk about the Nets' playoff chances and about Karis Avert's injury. But before we get into all that, make sure you go subscribe to us on iTunes. You can look up Brooklyn Nets, Hoopball Nets, Hoop Dash Ball, any of those things we come up. Just make sure to hit that subscribe button. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter at Hoopball Nets. Um, and make sure you go leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Five stars, one star, whatever you want. We're reading all reviews on the podcast. I say one star because we got our every every rating we had got. So far, had been five stars, but we got our first one-star review, which brought our total iTunes rating down to 4.5, but the guy that left the one-star rating didn't leave, or the girl that left the one-star rating didn't leave a review, so we don't know what we did wrong. So in the future, we just ask that whether it's one-star, five-star, let us know what we're doing wrong and how we can improve, because like we said at the beginning of the podcast, we're new to this, so we're trying to get better each and every episode. But uh, yeah, before we get into things, shout out to Hawaiian House Kona Coffee Company for sponsoring this podcast and every other hoopball podca- podcast. If podcast, if you want to go uh, look them up on Amazon, you can search Hawaiian House Kona Coffee Company. They, it's amazing. Or you can look them up on Twitter, Hi Kona Coffee, H I K O N A Coffee. But uh, yeah, thank y'all. So the Nets are three and one. Over their past four games, the only team they lost to was the Boston Celtics, and they got absolutely blown and out. And I believe that whenever the Nets are slated to play a big opponent like that, Kenny Atkinson intentionally throws the game. That's Which is my a thought. smart strategy. I, I agree with it because that he did the same thing with the Bucks. Like he'll he'll sit the big time players or play them less than he typically would, and give other guys bigger run. Because he knows they're not going to win certain games. So then he'll play the guys who don't play a lot of minutes and give other guys rest. So, yeah, uh, they the Nets, the first game we're going to talk about is the Nets game versus the Grizzlies. Right now they're playing the Raptors, but the game hasn't started yet, so we can't cover that one. It'll be on the next episode. They won 109 to 100 against the Grizzlies. Um, it, it, it was a great game for both D'Angelo Russell and Damari Carroll and the Nets overall. So uh, they shot 45.6% from the field while the Raptors shot 452 Grizzlies. So, oh, while the Grizzlies shot 452 I have the Raptors on my mind because they're playing the Raptors right now. My bad. Uh, yeah, they shot 38.2% from the three-point line, and the Ooh. Grizzlies shot 20.8% from the three-point line. They shot 92.3% from the free-throw line. It, and which, the thing is? And, they sh- and the Grizzlies only shot 73%. And took way less attempts, which means the Nets were really on their free throw game in this one. And dominated the second half as a whole. 
And the free throws came from uh, it, like usually they all come from all Spencer. All the Dinwiddie. point guards, yeah. All, all the point guards gave six or more. Napier was seven for seven. Dinwiddie six for seven, and D'Lo six for six. So those three guys alone were nineteen for twenty from the line. So uh, yeah, they back to the matchup. Basically, they won. They did not win the turnover battle at all. They got they they lost the turnover battle twenty to thirteen, but still managed to win the game. They uh, won the total rebound battle forty five to forty, and uh, they basically out rebounded the Grizzlies totally. The the big difference in the game was three point shooting, as the Grizzlies only shot twenty point eight percent from three to the Nets thirty eight point two percent, and the free throws. It was those two, so that made the turnover difference. Like, not as important. Of course, you don't want to lose the turnover battle, but the Nets made up for it with their shooting. When I look at this, I see what stands out to me is that the Grizzlies took 24 threes and the Nets took 34 threes. But the Grizzlies took 93 shots and the Nets took 79 shots. So the Grizzlies took way more shots than the Nets, but the Nets still managed to win because they outshot them from the three-point line. And free throws. And and free throws, throws, yeah. On to the total box score. So we're going to start with the Grizzlies. Um, I'm the last time they played the Grizzlies was the game, the game that Jaren Jaren Jackson, Jackson and Mike Conley, yeah, and it went to double overtime. Well, clearly Mike Conley likes to light the Grizzlies up. Uh, likes to light the Nets up because he came out in 37 minutes and had 31 points, three rebounds, and two assists and four steals on 10 of 20 shooting. And uh, the second best player on the Grizzlies was Jaron Jackson. <laughs> 19 points, 9 to 15 shooting, 4 rebounds, and 2 assists. But they also did give up a triple-double to Kyle Anderson. I didn't even notice. He had 11 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists for his first triple-double of the year. I mean, that's not an ideal situation. But But they still managed to pull out the win, so we can't even criticize them that They honestly just played great defense on the Grizzlies bench. The bench as a whole had 20 points. So the Nets did a good job on the Grizzlies bench. It was mainly the starters other than Garrett Temple that lit them up. Yeah, and the thing with the Grizzlies that I've noticed is that they they alternate between who they play at power forward based on like matchups and who's playing well. Because a couple games ago, like in this game, Jaron Jackson had 30 minutes and Jermichael Green had 19. A couple games ago, Jermichael Green had 28 minutes, Jaron Jackson 18. It, it's just they this game, the Jaron Jackson just clearly likes lighting up the Nets. So... Yeah, Mark Gasol also had 13, 9, and 7, which is pretty good. It's bad for a player that's supposed to be as good as Mark Gasol, but it's decent. Um, on to the Nets. Uh, Rodion's Karuk started for... He only played 13 yeah. minutes in this game despite starting. It had a team low minus 17. He started because Alan Crabb is still out. And he had 5 points on 2 of 7 shooting. So his his real hot streak has come back Crashing down, down to earth. In a very hard way. So, I mean, he's probably not going to keep his job realistically looking at it now. Jared Dudley. No, let's save that man for a last. Move on to Jared Allen. (laughs) Jared Allen. Started at center. 12 points, 12 rebounds, no assists, uh, turnover, stealing two blocks. blocks. Typical Jared Allen game. Yeah, he kept up with Marcus Hall. He didn't get... Marcus only outscored him by one, I believe. But yeah, on four more shots. Yeah, so, so he he, he Jared did his Allen job. did well in the matchup. All reliable. 18 Joe points, Harris, seven of eleven shooting, five rebounds, four assists, a steal. I feel like every time 
I'm on my blurb shift for HoopBall and the Nets play. I always have to do one on Joe Harris because he's always putting up about 18 points my on efficient shift, shooting. My blurb shift for HoopBall is how I remember the Jaron Jackson, Jermichael Green thing. But, um, but you know, honestly, the blurb shifts for HoopBall help you, like, keep, keep you informed of, like, not only the Nets, but, like, every team in the NBA. But, um, yeah, D'Angelo Russell, 35 minutes, 23 points, 7 of 16 shooting. So he shot 43.8%, not over 50, but still a good percentage. 6 of 6 from the free throw line, like we said before. 10 assists. 10 assists, 4 rebounds, a steal. So basically, D'Lo had 23 and 10. Uh, and 35 minutes. It was a great game from him. Uh, the, the next best performance on the team came from Damari Carroll. In 27 he has minutes. been on fire. Yeah, he's been eating, to be honest. He's gonna. He's he's starting tonight against the Raptors. He is proving me wrong, saying that he needs to be traded. Because right now, he's a big reason they're winning games. In 27 minutes, he had 20 points on 6 of 9 shooting. Five of He hit 5 3-pointers of the 7 he attempted. Was perfect from the free throw line, 3 of 3. And then had 5 rebounds and not much else. But yeah, Damari Carroll's been eating lately. I feel like he just needed a couple weeks, I guess, to get his legs back under him and get back into uh, rhythm. And then Shabazz Napier, who's been playing more often, to be honest. He had t- in 23 Ever minutes. since all of Alan Crabb, Rondé Hollis, have been... Now, in the future, in a couple of games, Jared Dudley went down. Napier needs to see more run because they don't have anyone else to play. Yeah, he had 10 points. He only shot 1 of 5, but he was 7 of 7 from the free throw line, which contributed to most of his points. And he had 4 assists and 2 rebounds. But he also had 4 turnovers, so that probably is the reason he only played 23 minutes. Uh, Ed Davis, 21 minutes, 6 points, 9 rebounds. Like, Ed Davis is literally a rebound specialist. Yes. he was, I will continue to say he was a great pickup for the Nets in the offseason. But, uh, yeah, oh, since we didn't talk about Jared Dudley, in 25 minutes, okay. he started at power forward, 0-4, 0 points. This His guy only had stat. the nerve to play 25 minutes, more minutes than Napier, two less than Damare Carroll, more than Ed Davis, Karooks. And he had zero points on 0 of 4 shooting. The only stats he contributed. One rebound and one steal. But and he one also, turnover. But he also had one turnover and one foul to cancel <laughs> out those two stats. Oh, we didn't talk about Spencer Dinwiddie. He had uh, 27 his, minutes. His game was unimpressive. Yeah, he had 13 points of three of nine on 3 of 9 shooting. He's honestly been playing pretty, pretty bad. From this game on... He's shooting uh, 38.5% and averaging 12.8 points in 26.5 minutes, which is not great for Spencer Dinwiddie. On to the Bulls. The Nets managed to win this game 117-100, to which would make them 2-0 before they faced the Celtics. Uh, they basically dominated this entire game. They started killing the, the uh, Bulls in the beginning of the game. They made a run in the second quarter, and they kind of gave them a run for their money in the third quarter, but the Nets pulled away in the fourth, outscoring them 29-18. to 18. And, uh, yeah, the Nets' biggest lead was 19. There was basically no chance that the Nets were going to lose this game. We were never worried. The Nets ended up shooting 50.6% from the field, while the Bulls shot 46.6% from the field. The fact that they gave up 46.6% shooting to the Bulls, one of the worst teams in the NBA, is not going unnoticed. The Nets are clearly not the best defensive team at all. They they actually got outshot. The Grizzlies actually shot the Grizzlies. The Bulls actually shot a better three point percentage than but, the Nets. But the Bulls did only take eighteen threes, and the Nets made sixteen threes. <laughs> the Nets attempted forty six threes though. So 
46 of their 83 shots were threes. Were threes. So just over half of their shots were threes. That's crazy. Like, it's a good 55% of their attempts were threes. But that's just the type of team the Nets are. Like, they live and die by the three. And these games, they, they weren't hitting them at an insane clip. It's exactly 55%. But um, they weren't hitting them at an insane rate. But it, it was good enough to basically pull away from the Bulls and, and close this game out. Um, they won the turnover battle 9-12. to But they got out-rebounded 44-38. to which it doesn't really matter that much because they won, but it's just something to take notice of. And then on to the box score, starting with the Bulls. Uh, in this game, no one was impressive besides Levine and Bobby maybe Portis. Chris always, Dunn. Bobby Portis. Whenever he gets in the game, he's putting up shots. Like he's a chuck. He's the <laughs> definition of a chuck. In 19 minutes, he took 11 shots, had 17 points, made three threes. Five rebounds. I guess Bobby Portis is like the green light from Jim Boylan to shoot whenever he feels like it. But, uh, yeah, Chris Dunn, 33 minutes, 16 points, 8 of 15 from the field, 7 assists, 4 rebounds, 2 steals. He also did have 3 turnovers and negative 17, or well, minus 17 plus minus, which is the worst on the team. But, hey, these are starting point guard, and there's nothing they can really do about that. I would like to give a shout-out to Shaquille Harrison and Antonio Blakeney who combined for 32 <laughs> minutes off the bench, 0 points, 0 of 10 shooting. Uh, just amazing performance from that duo to help the Nets win. <laughs> Lauren Markkinen, 33 minutes, 14 points. He didn't shoot well. He was 5 of 11. He did have 6 rebounds, 2 turnovers, a steal and a block. So a lackluster game for Markkinen. And then Zach Levine, by far the Bulls' best player. 35. He's the only one who helped their cause in this yeah. game. Thirty-five. He had a great game. 35 minutes, 27 points, 11 of 17 shooting. 2 of 2 from the 3-point line. And then he didn't really do Like, Zach Levine doesn't really do much outside of score. Which is why it's hard for him to be, like, the, the number one option on the team because, really, he's just a pure scorer. He is a great complimentary option. Yeah, he's, yeah he's a good complimentary option, but for a team like the Bulls, he's their number one option, which is why they're not a good team. So, on to the Nets. Rodion's Crook starting yet again. Uh, back right down to his expectations on the season. <laughs> 19 minutes, 6 points, 2 of 6 from the field, 5 rebounds, didn't do much else. Jared Dudley. Had a good game. Breakout performance from Dudley. Breakout performance from Dudley. 19 minutes. 10 points. 4 of 5 shooting. 4 assists. No turnovers and a steal. Star in the making, (laughs) Jared Dudley. Jared Allen had a great game. In 23 minutes, he had 19 points on 6 of 8 shooting. He was 7 of 9 from the free throw line. 6 rebounds. 2 blocks. Great game from Jared Allen and... If old reliable Joe Harris did not show up to work during this game. He had two points on one of five shooting, missed all four attempts from deep. Honestly, it was a good night to take off, being that the Nets blew out the Bulls. So if any game he had to play bad, I'm happy it was this one. You know who didn't play bad, though? D'Angelo Russell, 33 minutes, 28 points, 10 of 19 from the field, which is 52.6% shooting, in case anyone was wondering. He was 6 of 14 from the three-point line, four rebounds, Took five 14, assists. Okay, but uh, he had 28 points. So I don't want to hear it. His points was more than his shot attempts, so we're good here. D'Lo had a great game, and uh, Damari Carroll had a great game yet again. 30 minutes, 20 points, 7 of 12 shooting, 3 of 8 from the 3-point line, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 
he, like I said, he deserved to be in the starting lineup, and he's back in the starting lineup tonight against the Raptors. And Shabazz Napier, he actually played more minutes than Spencer Dinwiddie, who's been slumping lately. And Napier had 18 points on 6 of 14 shooting, 3 of 9 from the three-point line. Free Napier! He's getting free, though. He had a plus 12, plus minus, and Spencer Dinwiddie had a negative 4. Now, while I don't He is the only one on the roster who had a negative plus minus. (laughs) Yes, that's true. I don't think Spencer Dinwiddie's going to get his spot taken by Shabazz Napier. Napier. They're going to be in tandem, probably off the bench. But that might be hurting Dinwiddie based on how it looks so far. True. And uh, a gem from Ed Davis... 24 minutes, he had 7 points and 13 rebounds. No, the real gem here is Trevion Graham. <laughs> he saw 15 minutes of action in this blowout win and had 0 points on 0 of 4 shooting. Yeah, Trevion, Trevion Graham only plays in those games where... Uh, but what I want to know is why is he playing over the Manimal? Free the Manimal. Yeah, the, in the one game Kenneth Reed played a good amount of minutes, he was eating. He I don't know I don't know why the they don't play him more. He play him over Jared Dudley. Play him over Jared Dudley easy. On to the Celtics game. Uh, their only loss of this episode. They got absolutely destroyed in this game. And it's ironic because this is the only game that Rodion's Kuroks exploded. True. They lost 95-116. to 116. And, uh, yeah, about the game itself, the Celtics basically dominated this ever since. After the, the four-minute mark, about four or five-minute mark, the Celtics just took over yeah, and the, never looked back. There were three lead changes. All came early. <laughs> yeah. The, the, their biggest lead was 24. It, it was never really a contest. The Nets shot 40.5% from the field while the Celtics shot 50.5%. And when you give a team like the Celtics the opportunity to uh, shoot 50% from the field, they're going to dominate you easily. Like like I'm saying, like the you can do that for the Bulls. Give them 45% shooting. They don't have the talent to really make you pay for it. But a team like the Celtics is definitely going to make you pay if you allow them to shoot 50% from the field. Uh, not only that, the Celtics outshot the Nets from the three-point line. They shot 37.5%, while the next Nets shot 26.2%. And, uh, yeah, free throw line is the only thing the Nets really won in this game. They were 90.9%, while the Celtics were 833 The turnovers were ugly in this game. The Nets turned the ball over 23 times, and the Celtics only turned the ball over 13 times. Well, the Nets won the rebound battle, but that doesn't really mean much, being that the Celtics took about 15 more shots than them. And then, uh, yeah, it was a balanced attack from the Celtics. Which is usually how their wins are. It's not Kyrie dominated. Yeah, each player, uh, how many players scored above 10? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Eight players scored in the double digits, which you just can't allow to happen. It was all their starters, Hayward, Rozier, and Thais. Yeah, like Daniel Thais in 19 minutes had 11 and 8. Like that cannot happen if you want to... Establish yourself as one of the better teams in the East. Um, the, we're just going to choose three players to talk about because none of them really had crazy games. But uh, Kyrie, 8 of 16 from the field, 17 points, 6 assists, 2 rebounds. 3 steals. 3 steals, yeah. Um, Al Horford, 12 points, 6 of 7 shooting, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, and a block. And Jason Tatum, uh, 16 points in 26 minutes, 5 of 12 from the field, 2 of 6 from the three-point line, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2 steals. On to the Nets. Yeah, like we said earlier, Rodion's Karooks really 
cooked up in this game. 28 minutes, 24 points, 8 of 15 from the field. He hit five threes out of the eight he attempted. And, uh, yeah, he didn't do much else when it comes to the box score. Jared Dudley, <laughs> another dud performance. 17 minutes, no points, six rebounds, three turnovers. He's useless. Jared Allen. Okay, so... Damari Carroll and Joe Harris being out of this game says injury and illness, and they were tagged with injury and illness, and they had reasons for it, but I believe it was just precautionary, and Kenny Atkinson gave them both a rest. The same thing with D'Lo. I feel like he only played 23 minutes, but it's not like he was actually in 23 minutes he had six turnovers, so that could honestly be the reason, probably is the reason. Napier had five turnovers in 32 minutes, but... Him, Karooks, and Trevion Graham, and Kenneth Fareed were all given free reign in this game. But even this game, Kenneth Fareed had 13 and 12. Like, he should be playing over Jared Dudley. There's nothing you... It's not like Jared Dudley's knocked down. He was 0 of 2 from the three-point line. <laughs> what is he doing that Kenneth Fareed can't do? Absolutely nothing. But uh, yeah, Shabazz Napier played 32 minutes. He was the only player on the team to play above 30 minutes. 10 points, 4 of 12 from the field, 2 of 9 from the three-point line, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 turnovers. D'Lo and Napier alone had 11 turnovers So that out of the next 23, so that is honestly horrible. And, uh, yeah, that probably is the reason why D'Lo only played 20, 23 minutes, that combined with the fact that and Kenny Atkinson. And he had a Atkinson, nice team low minus 19. <laughs> yeah, that with the fact that Kenny Atkinson was resting, air quotes, resting his players is uh, the reason D'Lo didn't really cook up this game. And then the Hawks game, the last game the Nets have played until tonight, the Nets managed to win 116-100. to 100. For the pa- I could have swore the past three games, each of their opponents has scored 100. The, yeah, the Grizzlies had 100, the Bulls had 100, and the Hawks had 100. They all had On 100. The dot. That's crazy. Precision defense from the Nets <laughs> keeping them to exactly They can 100. only give up 100. The Nets are getting blown out in the first quarter, 38-23. to 23, The but... Hawks, at one point, had a 19-point lead, and it ended with the Nets having a 20-point lead late in the fourth. <laughs> yeah. So that is a nice 39-point turnaround. That's what I like to call resilience from the Nets because they easily could have just given up and been like, all right, on to the next one. So the first quarter, they got outscored 38-23, and then they blew them out every other quarter (laughs) until the end of the game. They outscored them 28-19 in the second quarter, 35-23 in the third, and 30-20 in the fourth. And like I said, they ended up winning 116, the, the pristine number of 100. And, uh, yeah, the they allowed the Hawks to shoot 36.4% from the field, which is good, especially for a team like the Hawks. They, and, that's what they should be giving up to the them. And the Hawks also only shot 17% from three, six of 35. Something you don't see often. A team took more three-pointers than the Nets. The Hawks took 35 threes. The, next, the Nets took 30. The Nets usually take 40 threes per game. But, uh, yeah, the Hawks took more than them. The Hawks actually lost a turnover battle by one, 19-18. And they, the Nets out-rebounded the Hawks 54-52. On to the Hawks box score. Yeah, John Collins completely destroyed them. Jeremy Lin and Trey Young had a strange game. They took 33 shots combined and only made 11. So they were 33% between the two of them, but they had 33 points on that 33% shooting. Yeah, Trey Young was 2 of 9 from 3. Jeremy Lin was 0 of 5. Jeremy Lin's really only playing this many minutes because Torian Prince and Kent Bay is more out. So 
He's really their best guard off the bench, they, not named Vince Carter. They so. combined for seven rebounds, ten assists, ten turnovers, and five steals. <laughs> so, strange game from that duo. A strange game from Kevin Huerter, too, who is known for his three-point shooting. He was 0-4 from the three-point line, only had 14 points and 10, but he still had 14 points and 10 rebounds. And this was his return from injury, and he played the most minutes on the team with 36 minutes, so no holding back for the Hawks. DeAndre Bembry was literally Dud. useless. He he was playing. He was on fire as of late too. I know. So I have him in fantasy. He put up a complete dud. Zero points. O of six shooting. O of six from. O of three from three. O of two from the line. So no, nothing that he put up dropped this game. Two rebounds, two assists, a steal. And the Hawks' best player by far, John Collins. Thirty-four minutes. Uh, thirty points. Twelve of twenty-one from the field. Five of six from the free throw line. He knocked down a three. He had fourteen rebounds. Uh, a steal and an assist. Basically, I, he had 30 and 14. You can't blame the Nets for letting that happen because he's literally the best player on the Hawks and he gets all the opportunities to score. So yeah. you expect that from game to game. On to the Nets. Rodion Karuks, uh, he started yet again, 29 minutes. He only had 11 points, 5 of 9 from the field, uh, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, and a block. It was a, he was also a almost game. fouled out, though. And he had the best plus minus on the team, though, with a plus 22. So it was a better performance for him. This was the game Jared Dudley got injured halfway through the third quarter. He only played 15 minutes, 0 of 2 from Another the field. Another zero points in his 15 minutes. <laughs> the only person with a negative I plus believe, minus. Honestly, if there was a stat for players with zero points in over 15 minutes, he'd lead the league in the amount of games that that happened. And even with Jared Dudley going down, Kenneth Reed played zero minutes. So I don't know what he has to do to get on the court, but I'm a firm believer that Jared Dudley should be getting benched for Kenneth Reed. Jared Allen, 25 minutes, 11 points. He was perfect from the field, 4-4, four 3-4 four, four from the free throw line, 5 three rebounds, blocks. 3 blocks. Yeah, it was a good game from Jared Allen. Joe Harris, old reliable, most minutes on the team, 30 minutes, 16 points, 4-7 of seven from the three-point line, 6-12 of 12 from the field. He had uh, 9 rebounds and 2 assists and a block as well. He so, blocked a shot. Nice Yeah, job. Joe Harris reliable. blocking shots, best net defensive player. D'Angelo Russell, 25 minutes. 23 points, 11 of 20 from the field, 1 of 4 from the three-point line, three rebounds, four assists, three turnovers, and uh, a and a steal. So it was a good game from D'Angelo Russell. He shot poor from the three-point line, didn't take a single free throw, and uh, he had a plus seven, plus minus. Not amazing, but not bad. He had 23 points in 25 minutes. Spencer Dinwiddie's best game in a while. Yeah, still not great. He was 5 of 14 from the field, which is only 35.7%, but he scored 16 points with 4 rebounds, 5 assists, and 5 turnovers. And Damari Carroll came back from injury with 17 points on 5 of 10 shooting with 3 rebounds. And another gem from Ed Davis. 22 minutes, 8 points, 16 16 rebounds, 8 offensive and 8 defensive. That's crazy. Eight, some teams average eight offensive rebounds. He Ed got Davis, eight in a game. And he only played 22 minutes. That's insane. And a nice gem from Trevion Graham again. Three points on one of seven <laughs> shooting in 17 minutes. You love to see it. So that's it for all the games. And that's for three and one in that span. But we want to talk about Karis LeVert. Because there hasn't really been any updates on his injury status. Uh, I do remember them saying that he was supposed to come back. Around February. Around the All-Star the break. All-Star break. But right now, the last update has really been him getting out of his walking boot. In in mid-December, about the 14th. And, and they asked about the injury, and 
the only response was that he's in the gym shooting around, but he won't speak on his timetable. Which so, isn't the best sign. So, I mean, he's shooting, and he's he's out of his boot, but there's no firm time that they expect him to come back. I do believe, though, that if the Nets make the playoffs, he'll be good by then. I Easily. mean, I think he'll, he's going to play after the All-Star break at some point. Yeah, especially if the Nets are going to make the playoffs, they're going to want to get him time before the playoffs to and get back into And the way it's looking right now with the Pistons playing so poorly, the Magic playing so poorly, and the Wizards essentially out of it, the Nets are firmly in the seventh seed spot right now. So last night, the Nets were in the sixth seed, but then, then the, the Heat, heat won. The Celtics yeah, the Heat won. The sixth seed. So the Nets are the seventh seed now. They're point. They're half a game back from the sixth seed, and they're half a game ahead of the eighth seed, and they're two and a half games into the playoffs. Yeah, the the Pistons and the Magic are both on a four game losing streak. The Bulls are on a five game losing streak. The Cavs are on an eleven game losing streak. It, the 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 bottom half of the East is literally garbage, and the Nets should be firmly in the playoffs. Like no one should be able to to come back and beat the Nets. Like the Pistons. Maybe the Pistons, that's about it. Because they have Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond, and you can never count out stars like that. But other than the Pistons, I don't see any other team coming out of the, the woodwork to beat the Nets. Uh, so, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to say they make the playoffs. Like, And I'm really hoping they end up with, with the Pacers in a matchup somehow. And they end up as the sixth seed against the Pacers, because I really think that that's a good matchup for them. Honestly, if the Nets make the playoffs, it's a great look. Like, And it's also... No team can take them easy because they're going to come to play. And they take an absurd amount of threes per game. So, like, if they get hot one game, that, that's a it's W. Over. That, that's what I'm saying. And, like, like, I'm saying it's a good look because, like, the Nets would have made the playoffs. Let's say we're, it's April. It's, it's, let's say it's August. The Nets make the play. The Nets made the playoffs. They got bounced in the in the first round, but they still made the playoffs without having what everyone believes to be their best player, Karis LeVert. For a majority of the season. At least half the season. And then you add Tobias Harris next year, and that's a nice That's team. what I'm saying. And they're still they're they're a young team. Like they, they have so much room to grow. And they faced adversity this year. And if they do make the playoffs, that means they overcame it and they strived. And so I, I say if the Nets make the playoffs, it's a great look for free agents and it shows that the Nets as a team are developing and growing like they should be. The Brooklyn Baller of the Week uh, I, I wanted Carroll. to say D'Lo, but it's Damari Carroll. In three less minutes per game than D'Angelo Russell, Damari Carroll is averaging 19 points, four rebounds, 1.7 assists, and 3.3 three-pointers. He's averaging 0.3 turnovers per game. And 58% shooting, 85% from the line. So he's doing no wrong right now. Yeah, he he's actually having an amazing game. Uh, he's actually having an amazing stretch right now. And he is starting today's game against the Raptors. Yeah, as we speak right now, the score to the Raptors game, it's 9 minutes into it's 9 minutes left in the second quarter and uh the Nets are up 40 to 35. Trevion Graham actually started, actually started the game over DeMar instead Carroll. of Damari Which Carroll. is crazy. I so guess... this whole time we've been wrong when I swore Damari Carroll was going to start. Okay, okay, okay. Give us some. Get, let us explain to you why we said this. So we were sc- scavenging the internet looking for what the Nets starting lineup was. And they hadn't tweeted it out before we started recording this. So we went to numberfire.com and they said that the projected starting lineup was 
Damari Carroll in there. And he just so happened to be coming off the bench, and he is coming off the bench now. And uh, Trevion Graham, I, I guess Kenny Atkinson wanted to save Damari Carroll as some firepower off the bench against a Raptors team that's the best team in the East. Uh, but he should be starting easily. As we speak right now, D'Angelo Russell has 14 points on 6 of 11 shooting, 6 rebounds, and 5 assists halfway through the second quarter. And Shabazz Napier has 7 points on 3 of 4 shooting. I'm going to go on a limb and say uh, D'Lo gets a triple-double in this game. If he doesn't get 4 rebounds and 5 assists in 3 quarters, basically, then uh, there's a problem. But he should get a triple-double this game. Hopefully he does get a triple-double this game. See, the issue I have is he's played almost all the minutes so far, and he never plays over like 35 minutes. So he's so, going yeah. He's going to be limited at some point in this game. But th- this, it should be a tight game all throughout, so he might need him to play a good amount of minutes. But uh, yeah, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed. Next episode, we will recap this Raptors game. And uh, yeah, make sure you guys go follow us on Twitter at HoopBallNet. You can follow us individually as the host. I'm at Adams underscore on Twitter. If you don't know how to spell Najee, it's N-A-J-E-E Adams underscore. Hunter's at Hunter underscore J-K-R. Make sure you guys go subscribe to us on iTunes. You can look up Hoop-Ball, Brooklyn Nets, HoopBall Nets. Subscribe to us. Tell your friends about it. Leave a rating and review, whether it's five stars, one star. Of course, we would prefer five stars. Make sure you leave a review and tell us what we did right, what we did wrong, what you liked, what you don't like, so we can continue to get better at this thing. And uh, yeah, guys, thank you for listening. We'll see you all next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.